Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you ace your exams at school and university through the psychology of high performance and the science of studying smarter, not harder. It's my pleasure to introduce your host, the Cambridge-trained memory psychologist and exam success coach, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Experts podcast. Today's episode is an installment of our ever-popular Student Stories series, featuring today Amy from Scotland, who is juggling a full-time job and a full-time degree in cybersecurity. It's certainly a full schedule and I'm excited to share with you how she goes about juggling it all. Our conversation today touches on many relatable issues uh, and practical takeaways uh, I think many of us can can learn from, uh, such as the importance of keeping an open mind uh, and the attitude of continually leveling up in your skills as a scholar, uh, practical things around time management and productivity and, and how it, she fits it all in, uh, as well as specific learning technique for studying quantitative or problem-based subjects like maths or coding. Let's meet Amy and dive right in. So I work in a large corporate organisation and I've specialised in communications for the last few years. So that kind of led me to do communications for various different subjects that I've always initially not known very much about and then kind of learned about them through um, running the comms plans and things. And then I did that in a couple of teams and then I moved into um, a team where we educate colleagues on um, security, cybersecurity, etc., cetera, uh, which led me to go, I would say back to uni, but I never actually went to uni in the first place. Um, but I've I've gone to uni to study a degree in cybersecurity, which is very different to kind of what I'd done previously. Um, but yeah, the, the two kind of work quite closely together, which is nice. Yeah. So are you doing the degree full time now? I am. Full time job, full time degree. So oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> Gosh. A lot of cybersecurity. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 must be quite a demanding schedule it is yeah it is and I think that um not having kind of gone to uni when I left school I've probably got a lot of uh, organizational skills on my side now that I've been in the working world for um, a good few years and kind of managing different projects and different deadlines and things um has definitely helped but yeah I mean as much as I love what I'm learning, there are weekends that I just go, in two and a half years, I can do what I like at the weekend, whereas today I can't. I'm just kind of head down and, and studying. But um, yeah, definitely helps to kind of have a bit of a plan of how I'm going to get through it. Yeah. Well, hold on to that thought. The weekends are coming back, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Well, look, I'd just be interested to kind of go a little bit back to the to the beginning if it's the case so you know what what kind of a student were you back in back in school days how did you get on in the world of academia you know back in the day <laughs> yeah um what was I like at school so I definitely liked school but probably from a social perspective um I didn't do terribly um but I definitely think on reflection I could have tried a bit harder and um, there were subjects I liked subject that I wasn't um kind of too bothered about but I never really thought that I would go to uni um, where I'm from in the borders. Um, if you go to uni, you kind of move away. There's not really, um, you know, like if you're in a city, you can kind of stay at home and study and things. And it just yeah. wasn't really on my mind. I just thought I would kind of leave school and work. So 
it was just I, I wasn't really like a kind of means to doing something else after it was just something I had to do because you know I was a school-aged child teenager um but I always liked learning but not in the kind of structured academic way so like I learned to play bass um you know I've learned a lot of different things while I've been working like how to do different things um and I've always really enjoyed that but um, I don't know I used to probably say like I wasn't academic or I wasn't technical and I do think that's a bit dangerous and probably something we shouldn't define ourselves as or not as um, but yeah I, I didn't dislike school but if you told me then that in my mid-30s I'd be going back to uni I'd have probably laughed. <laughs> it's really interesting you know, sometimes the the labels we put on ourselves you know oh, this isn't my thing or I'm not so good at this I guess we can almost limit ourselves and, and write off possibilities that might actually be good for us if, if we're not careful. Definitely. And I actually only noticed this because I'm quite a creative person. And a lot of people say to me, oh, you're really creative. I'm not creative at all. I couldn't do that. And I kind of tell those people off and say, you know, you can be, I'm sure you are, you know, if you, if you want to do something, um, just kind of go for it. And then I kind of caught myself saying that maybe I wasn't technical and here I am in second year of a very technical degree. So yeah. yeah, I think I think it is good to just kind of keep an open mind about what you might want to do. Play the yet game as I like to frame mm. it. You know, I'm don't say I'm not creative, say I'm not creative yet. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. being honest with yourself that okay, it's maybe not my greatest thing today, but actually you're opening yourself up to the possibility that it could be something you're good at in future, maybe with a bit of practice and a bit of training. You know, it is possible to learn a surprising range of things. You know, there's um, there's a there's a pair of drawings I use when I'm teaching uh, in, in in group context when I'm do, doing workshops for for students in schools, and um, they're, they're they're two drawings of uh, of a face, and they're drawn by the same person, and it's the same person that had been on this drawing course for like three days. And the one on the left hand side, the first one, is just a, like a really simplistic line drawing. It could have been done by a child sort of thing. It looks extremely basic. And then the one on the right is this kind of gorgeous, shaded, like very professional looking sketch of a face. Just this amazing transformation. And, you know, if you ask me um, back in the day, you know, I might have said drawing is just such a strong example of something you've got the gift for or you haven't. You've got that talent or you're not or you don't. And there's not much you can do about it, perhaps, if if you don't have that gift. It's, it's not true. People can learn to draw. You know, there are, there are, you know, courses you can go on or there's training you can put yourself through that, that can teach you how to get good at even something like drawing. I wanted to just touch on something you mentioned earlier. You said you were finding it quite helpful to have, uh, I guess, a kind of a toolkit of, you know, organisational skills that you've developed through your career, and you're finding that is perhaps giving mm -hmm. you a little bit of a, yeah. a, a an advantage in, in in juggling what I'm sure is quite, is quite a quite a quite a full life. Perhaps you could share one or two of the ideas you're finding particularly helpful. In a kind of typical working day for me, for the last kind of say ten years, I'll have kind of meetings scattered throughout the day. And time in between those meetings is just when I get my work done that isn't going to a meeting. So I think that's kind of helpful if you've got loads of things to do and you go, right, well, I've got half an hour between, you know, going to go to the gym on a Saturday morning and then I've got half an hour before the joiner comes or, you know, whatever it might be um, to kind of see that as time where you can actually do something quite meaningful. Um, it's probably been like it's definitely 
been a bit of a journey for me since I started in first year. So I've just kind of started term two of second year now. Um, because I used to think, right, well, obviously the conditions need to be perfect and everything needs to be quiet and my house needs to be all clean and tidy and everything needs to be absolutely great before I kind of get down and then I'll study for six hours. And in reality, none of that's going to have happened. And six hours is definitely too long for me <laughs> to study something in one go. So actually just kind of um, treating it more like work. If I say like, oh, I've got to study, like I don't really know what that means. Whereas if I've got uni work to do, you know, I've got a lecture to watch or I've got a lab to do because my degree is quite technical. So it's not so much kind of memorising facts or writing. A lot of it is actually using kind of virtual machines and kind of running code or, you know, doing something like that. So I guess I can see it more as work as well. Um, and yeah, I think probably other skills that I've got from work are just around kind of reaching out to people and asking them to give me a bit of a hand with things or sometimes you know if I want to learn something I can maybe go and give them a bit of a hand and it helps me with with what I'm doing so yeah probably a bit of confidence and relationship skills and maybe it's not so much planning or just kind of getting it done because when you're working that's kind of the only thing that you can do is kind of get get through your list of work um which I, I guess before I went to uni, I thought those two things would be very different, whereas actually I, pro I approached them quite in a in a similar way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting. You know, they sometimes think about the the transition from school or high school into college or university, and one of the things that can cause people issues is suddenly your time is very unstructured. You're expected to operate very independently, and you might not be used to that. Uh, school often tends to be quite structured right to the very end uh, and adapting to the, those new conditions without often having had any sort of explicit instruction in how to manage it you know that can that yeah. can be a challenge in time for people um so i think there's some some kind of great ideas there uh i, I, I you know the the, I, the one about you know i've, I've got to have the house all tidy before i start studying you know oh gosh i better make sure all my files are fully color coded and yes. that I've cleaned out the kitchen cupboards and that I've you know, yeah. you know done a, an alphabetical order <laughs> yeah that's right that's right um I reorganized my book collection by uh, spine color you know I've, I better get all that done before I can't before I start studying yeah. so I won't be able to concentrate yeah I mean that's that's kind of classic procrastination isn't it you know you're wanting to put off finding excuses to put off just just getting stuck in sometimes finding a little bit of a balance so sometimes you know i do just need to take 15 minutes and tidy the kitchen yeah. a little bit before i start studying um but it's knowing when to stop and that actually if i just get stuck in now in the morning when i've kind of got my golden energy and full concentration of yeah. th th that comes with the early part of the day for me at least and, and i know the same is true for a lot of people you know i, I really don't want to fritter that away on doing too much of the other stuff yeah. that i could get done later on in the day when my mental energies are starting to, to drain a little bit yeah and I think procrastination it's like a hot topic at the moment like how do we obliterate procrastination and I think we're, we're all going to do it at some point but I think if I am in the middle of studying something that I'm really enjoying and I feel like I'm getting my head around it I'm really excited to go back to it whereas when I tend to procrastinate is when I'm like oh I don't really know what that is or it's like a new topic, or I've maybe had a look at it and it's not made a lot of sense. Um, and I know that if I just stick with it, 
then I'll like it because there's a like you get a really good feeling from going what on earth is this and then you know a few days later you go I get it and I could explain it to someone so I think that you know it's human nature to not want to do a thing that's really hard and to instead want to um you know go and do something else like I think my funniest procrastination story was that I started re-watching 24 because I told myself that it's like a it's kind of like studying cybersecurity because they do they do some cybersecurity like things throughout the program, which is obviously just a load of rubbish that I told myself. So I think you know there's a couple of things in that you know the, the idea of when you've got quite a large task, you know, quite a large unstructured task, like you mentioned, you said you know studying for university, it's almost like well where do I start? You know, breaking it down and thinking about well not necessarily breaking down the whole task, but thinking about well okay in the next twenty minutes, next half an hour, what could I do to at least punch a little hole in this, or at least just even just sit with this for half an hour and, and not put pressure on myself to make progress and kind of being comfortable with the idea that maybe I will spend all that time just feeling a bit stuck uh, and, and trying to get my head around it. And sometimes I do just need to kind of sit with that discomfort and and, and just kind of wrestle with it a little bit um, before I can get to the, oh, wow, this is all clicking into place and I'm starting to enjoy it now. Yeah, and it's funny what you said earlier, kind of asking about school, because the world has changed a lot since I was at school. And when I was there, you know, you you learned something because your teacher told you it, and then you would make notes about it. And then you might have homework. Like, I'm trying to remember, I don't think we had a lot of homework where we had to go and kind of independently research things. Maybe that's changed now because um like we when I was growing up we didn't have like an internet connected computer in the house, but I very soon after like everybody seemed to get one. Um whereas yeah like as you say like when you're at university it's a little bit different. Um I think now the way that my course is broken up so at the moment I'm studying two different subjects and each week for each one, I'll have a recorded lecture to watch, a lab to do, and something else to do. But I used to, in first year, I'd get like stuck with something and I'd just like read it over and over and over again or watch it over again or try it over again. And I went, wait a minute, like there's YouTube, there's, you know, this internet of stuff that I can go and kind of find out about. And now what I do is um, as soon as I know what my classes are going to be in for the next term, because we get a couple of weeks off, um, uni between each term I'll go and read about the subject um, so like I found a really interesting book about digital forensics and it's definitely helped me in studying it because I've just got that little bit of background um, so yeah I think if you are stuck with something kind of taking your head out of the content you've been given and just kind of trying to find out about it in a broader context can actually be helpful yeah, like having your, I guess, almost your process for what happens when I'm stuck. You know, it might start with the content you're given and then it might go to other places. You, you know, YouTube, yeah. Khan Academy, trying to find explanations online, uh, you know, talking to friends, seeking support from if you've got access to, you know, a tutor or, or at your place of study or a teacher. Yeah, yeah. Having those, having a, having an idea of, you know, well, okay, what, what do I actually do when I get stuck? How do I move forward? Yeah. And it might not be the first thing you look at or the second thing. It might be going three or four steps along before you find the thing that makes it click, but just having that patience and persevering. Yeah, definitely. You've also mentioned how you might sometimes go and help other people. And I think that can be a really helpful thing for ourselves as well. And I think the whole thing about 
you know, either, whether it's seeking help from others or, or giving help to others, I think that is perhaps another difference that kicks in in the sort of school to university transition or, or it certainly steps up a gear. Yeah, I think in first year for me, I there was one subject that I really struggled with and I was like, well, the last thing I want to do is tell the lecturer that. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas actually that's it's the first the wrong thing attitude. you want to do. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think you're right. Once you get over those kind of teething issues in first year and get your head around head around it, because I think that's why I kind of came across this podcast, because I think you can learn a lot about the stuff you need to learn, but you're rarely told how to learn it. So, you know, like people say now that you shouldn't just like read your notes. That's not the best way to remember things. You need to do active recall and describe things and all that. Like how many of us still just read our notes when we're revising because it's a bit easier. And yeah, I think just kind of understanding how to learn, that's something that your lecturer should be able to help you with as well. You mentioned your course doesn't require you to know too much stuff. You know, you don't have a lot of like facts to learn, I guess. Um, just curious, in, in kind of your context, your your line of study, what parts of the podcast can you remember finding particularly helpful? Are there any particular episodes or strategies that have, have sort of stuck with you that, that have been helpful? Yeah, I think I probably couldn't pinpoint an episode, but I've definitely listened to episodes where people have talked about kind of how to just kind of get your head into it. Um, you know, if you some of the things we've probably mentioned before um, about if you are um, procrastinate and like you know just do it for five someone said one of your guests said like just do it for five minutes and the chances are you'll just keep doing it because yeah it's starting it's not it's not that you don't want to do it you just don't want to stop the thing you're currently doing yeah. um, and that's worked for me as well but yeah we do have some exams where I have to kind of remember facts about things but it's mostly things like computer networking like building a computer network in a virtual machine or coding something um we did some maths which i guess isn't remembered in facts it's remembered in how to do really yeah. complicated things um so yeah i guess revision is slightly different dependent kind of what you what you want to do so a lot of study tips that are out there maybe feel slightly less applicable because i think for um the kind of practical stuff that i do it's just doing it over and over and over again that kind of helps me learn how to do it, which kind of works for me because I guess that's what I've been doing. Like there must have been countless systems and processes and new things that I've had to learn at work. But when you don't then have an exam on it, you don't really see it in the same way. But actually, it's the same theory. You're just trying to learn something. In a way, I think even when you're practicing problems, you're still doing retrieval practice or active recall depending on what you want to, to call it you know you're trying to remember oh yeah what are the steps of this process and you're trying to ideally you know do do the problems from from memory without sort of reference to to resources that you wouldn't have in the exam it's just kind of feels very different to i guess you know sitting there and testing yourself as a flashcard yeah. <laughs> um I, I guess the one tip for practicing more kind of practical skills like maths or like setting up certain I, I don't know if this would apply to to the material you're you're studying um i don't know if you listened to the episode on interleaving we've mentioned it a couple of times over the 99 episodes we've got okay. the time of recording uh so it's a bit buried um but it just came into mind when you're thinking about talking about study strategies for for, for sort of maths or, or kind of more like uh you know programming coding type type problems 
you you were talking about doing problems over and over again interleaving is the suggestion that you might like rather than doing the same kind of problem over and over again you might pick a couple of different kinds of problem and alternate between doing one of each and the reason you might want to do that is typically when people get into exam situations if you've got a range of different kinds of problem uh you might um you know have 10 different problems in an exam and they're all kind of different types of problem each question you get in that exam is the first question on that kind of problem and so you need to think well okay how do i do this problem you've got to remember how to do it like from a cold start without having just done five other problems of the same kind to warm up on so when we interleave we switch back and forth between those couple of different kinds of problem and each time we switch back we have to remember oh yeah how does this kind of problem work again having just done something totally different so that can be quite a nice way to to practice. That's a really good point because I think that when you're studying, you go, right, well, I'm going to go and study how to do this thing. Whereas in the exam, it might be worded completely differently. So you might not only be doing the process, but you might have to initially decide which process to do. Um, so yeah, I think kind of approaching them in different ways when you're practicing is really helpful because I remember doing an exam once and I saw the first question and I was like I don't think we learned that and then I saw the second question I was like no we didn't learn that either and actually it was just that they're not going to give you word for word the same questions that you've had in your study material because part of it is having the understanding to the level that you can decide what you're being asked and um, so yeah that sounds like a really good tip that I'll take away you shared some really interesting learnings over the first, you know, year year and a bit of your your studies. Um, what would be your closing message for for people listening? What would be, yeah, the the big thing you you might want to want to say to to everyone listening out there? Um, I guess a lot of the listeners will already be studying, but if anyone's listening because they're thinking about it, I would say, you know, if you're thinking about it that seriously, you should probably just do it. Um, it is a bit of a commitment. Um, you know mine's kind of four years full time but you know if there's something that you're really interested in just kind of go for it and I think the other thing would probably be that when we start being examined on things and having kind of tests and things and revision lined up it can sometimes take the fun out of it a little bit but it's nice to just kind of remember that you're doing it because actually you really like the subject and there's a really good reason to do it so yeah I think just go for it if you're on the fence about it just go for it definitely yeah and then finding those ways to to make it more interesting more relevant you know you talked earlier about making how to apply it to, to your to your job and your work and and you know maybe yeah. some of the background reading that that helps sort of inspire you for a, for a particular area just give you that bit more context make it that bit more engaging um fantastic look amy thank you so much for coming on today it's been it's been huge fun to chat and and thank you so much for for sharing your thoughts and ideas um yeah wishing you every success with the remaining what is it the remaining uh two and and a half years half years yeah thank you so much for having me on that's been really good fun if you've got exams coming up you can now get all of William's favourite tips and tricks to save you time and get you higher grades all in one handy cheat sheet. Grab your copy at examstudyexpert.com slash free tips. Thanks again for listening and see you soon.